Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Wills, and I'm the lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and I am just so thankful to be here uh, today talking to whoever is listening to this podcast. Um, I'm excited about the message that I'm about to share because I believe it is very, very important for for so many people. And so if you are listening to this podcast, um, I believe that you are listening for a reason and purpose, as I always say, that, and my prayer is that God will uh, just kind of show you that reason and purpose um, through this message. Uh, the message uh, the series is called Anxious for Nothing, and the title of today's message is Praying Through the Pain, uh, Praying Through the Pain. We're looking at Philippians chapter 4, and before we dive into the text that we are using to start our series every single week, I just want to acknowledge something that many of you may not have thought about, but but it's very true in our lives. Oftentimes, the biggest battles that we're going through are battles that other people just don't see. So often, the battles that we're fighting are battles in our own minds. We often will show on the outside that we look confident, while on the inside we're secretly insecure or we're struggling. Uh, we could often look like we're strong, but on the, the truth of the matter is, is we feel weak. We can put on a happy face at church, right? Praise the Lord, bless you God, all this kind of stuff, you know, hashtag blessed. Here's my Instagram selfie. But oftentimes we go home, we feel anxious, we feel worried, we feel a weight, we feel angst. There's a heaviness, there's insecurity, um, there's a fear, right? There's a dread, uh, that awful word dread. <laughs> so what do we do when we find ourselves battling with anxiety? Well, our text that driving us through this message series is Philippians chapter 4, but I want to read it to you again, and I want to remind you as we experience the power of God's word that this was the Apostle Paul's writing, right? Inspired by the Holy Spirit to his friends in Philippi. But he was writing from a Roman prison. He was chained up 24 hours a day to, a, to Roman guards, and he was awaiting trial. He didn't know what was going to happen to him. And if there's anyone anywhere who had the right to be anxious, it was the Apostle Paul and what he was going through. And under that type of distress or duress, you know, here's, here's the words of power, life, and, and the truth he penned in, in chapter 4 of Philippians. We're looking at verses 4 through 7. Here's what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So our question today is, what is anxiety? Well, the answer is very complicated. There is no easy answer. Anxiety can be psychological, it can be emotional, it can be situational. Uh, I would argue it's always spiritual, though, because anxiety is very complicated. We're going to take a holistic approach always to anxiety, okay? In other words, we are always going to pray. We, will also, we also may seek uh, professional help. 
Uh, we may go to the doctor. Uh, we can get advice about supplements or about our diet. We may, under professional care, take certain medicine. Uh, we may seek counseling. But we're always going to take a holistic approach, okay? And for the sake of this time together through this podcast, I want to focus wholly and completely on the spiritual side because I cannot prescribe medicine to you. I'm just not that type of a person. Uh, I'm not a doctor, okay? Nor would you want me to prescribe medicine to you. But I can offer spiritual advice that I will hope uh, that will be helpful for you. Again, what is anxiety? Well, I'll try to explain it this way. How many of you have ever had one of those annoying red lights come on your car that indicates that there's trouble, okay? I'm sure that many of you have had that. Well, sometimes it's a check engine light, okay? So what is a check engine light? It's a signal. The check engine light is not the problem though, okay? We can't just go into a, a shop and say, hey, I've got a problem with my check engine light. It keeps coming on, okay? That's not the problem. It's a signal. The check engine light signals that there's a problem somewhere else. The signal indicates that if you're smart, okay, you should take the car to the manufacturer, take it to the one who made it, because the one who created it is the one who knows how to fix it. The light is not the problem. The light is a signal, right? Indicating that you should take it to someone who knows how to address the situation. Again, what is anxiety? Among many things, anxiety is the signal learning to you that it's time to pray, okay? It's the signal learning you that it's time to pray. Um, it's the signal, it's the alert, it's indicated that something else is not right, that you would be wise to go to the manufacturer, go to your creator, go to the one who made you. Anxiety is a signal learning you that it's time to pray. In other words, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. Be anxious about nothing, but in every situation, take your request to God. If you're worried about your upcoming doctor's appointment, okay, pray about it. If you're worried about a decision that you need to make, pray about it. If you're worried about school uh, for you students, uh, who, like who's in my class or are the kids going to be nice to me or whatever you're worried about in school, pray about it. Parents, if you're worried about your kid in school, because we don't know how you're going to afford the, the scientific calculator that costs the same as a used Honda Civic. By the way, it might cost that much. You need to pray about it. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart, okay? Take your request to God. Here's something I've learned after being a pastor for a while. I used to say to people, just, you know, just go pray about it. And then I recognized something over the years that a lot of people honestly just don't know how to pray. They kind of wonder, what are the prayer rules? You know, how do I address God? Is he the creator? Is he daddy? Is he father? You know, I mean, what do I call him? How do I sign off when I'm done praying? Do I say in Jesus name or in the name of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit? And does he get mad if I don't sign off? And what if I fall asleep praying? How many of you ever done that before? By the way, I've had somebody literally fall asleep while they're at somebody else's praying. And then after all that, have I offended God? And if I've offended God, am I now in a prayer timeout for the next seven weeks, you know, where God won't listen to my prayers and things? What are the prayer rules? Do you have to pray in King James language? Like, hearken unto thy voice of my cry, O God. Hide not thyself from my supplication. Okay? You don't have to do that. You don't have to pray to a relational God who loves you in a formal language, okay? He loves you no matter what. 
It can be intimidating, though. I know. Praying can be very intimidating. And I don't know if any of you have ever been around prayer ninjas before. They're people with the spiritual gift of prayer, right? They pray, and, and God goes, dude, that was a good prayer. And then you feel like he just turned to you and said, dude, you suck, you know? It, it, just, it just doesn't work, you know? But those people, it was a good prayer. And you even notice that they quote scripture, and they know where the Bible is, right? Where it's in the Bible, and they can find the book in the Bible, and you're like lost when you're trying to figure that out. And they'll just say a prayer like this, God, you said in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me will prosper. And you're like, that's good. You know, that's really good. And I remember when I was a brand new Christian, I do. I remember when I was a brand new Christian and I tried to, to do this. I was in the men's group and there was this guy that was a part of it. And when he prayed, it was just so powerful and, and really it was eloquent, you know, because it would just seem to roll off his tongue and I enjoyed listening to him pray. And, and so I was trying to, to be more like him as I was growing as a new Christian. And so I began my prayer one day and I said, God, you know, you're so good. You're so good. God, you're so good. You're, you're good to the last drop, God. You're, you're like a good neighbor, God. You're always there, you know? And for some reason, these commercials just kept popping in my head for some reason. I was praying these commercials, and it just did not sound right. But, uh, you know, here's the deal. I know, I know I didn't know necessarily how to do what he did in praying, but with everything in me, I was trying my best. So how do you pray? Well, I want to give you a little insight to what Paul said. He said this, pray about everything. God cares about it. He said, present your request to God. What the text is saying is this, let your needs be known, okay? That's what it's saying. Present your request to God or, or let your needs be known. So how do we do that? Well, it's very simple. You talk to God in your way. In other words, it doesn't have to be my way, okay? And it doesn't have to be in a prayer ninja's way. It's just do it your way. It's kind of like Burger King, just have it your way, you know? I don't know why I'm stuck on these commercial things. But anyway, here's an example. I have two kids, and they let their needs be known to my wife and I in their own creative and unique ways, okay? My daughter usually lets me know via text first, okay? Then if the texts are going to be too long, and she kind of just knows that, or they begin to come too long, she'll just call me, or I vice versa, I will call her, right? And I think she kind of sends us texts, though, to kind of find out what mood I'm in. But with my wife, it is usually a call first, okay? They have that mother-daughter connection that they only can have, right? And they will talk for long periods of time. You know, I'll come in and they'll just be going on and on and on. My son, on the other hand, he's not much of a communicator, okay? Uh, my son is the kind of the keep-it-to-yourself type of guy. You know, he's, he's 21 and and he just kind of does his thing. He's just kind of a quiet guy. But when he needs something or he does wants to talk to me, you know, he will text me to let me know, hey, Dad, you know, I need to talk to you. You know, do you have some time? Or if it's really important, he's really got an important question, he'll call me, you know, but most of the time it's just kind of that scenario. Now, for his mom, about 95% of the time, he talks to her in person, just no matter what. They just kind of have that bond, and uh, that's just the way he, he does that. But here's the deal. They both are creative and unique in the way they, they communicate to us, in the way they talk to, to us. And, and the way they talk to us is how you can talk to God. You can ask him. 
You can just straight up ask God. You can write your prayer request to him. You know, we can write things down. You can sing your prayer request to him, you know. Um, I've never seen anybody do that, but you could, you know. You can sign them, you know, like sign language. You know, I, I would love to be able to know how to do sign language. I know God will listen that way, though, because he knows your heart. Here's the deal, too. You can shout with joy. Hey, God, it's so awesome to talk to you today. Or you can shout with anger. God, I'm not happy today. Believe me, he, he's big enough to handle your temper tantrum, okay? You can do that. And here's what I want you to know. I'm a dad, right? And as an earthly father, I actually like when my children need me, okay? Don't tell them I said that, okay? But I do. I, I, I want to be needed. And God who loves you as an earthly father loves you, he wants you to come to him and let your needs be known. In every situation with prayer and petition, let your needs be known to God, right? So back to what is anxiety? It's a signal learning you to go to the one who loves you. Go to the one who created you. Go to the one who can help you. It's a signal learning you, learning you that it's time to pray. And I love the way that Peter talked about how to, how to handle anxiety, okay? Peter's a guy that probably did have anxiety if you looked at the way he lived his life. And, and this is what he said to do when you're anxious, okay? We're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Here's what it says. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. See, we're going to approach it holistically, right? We're always going to take it to God, and we're going to cast our anxiety on him because he cares for us. So what do you do? It says to humble yourselves and you pray. So do you feel down? Do you feel depleted? Do you feel like there's too much and you're sinking? Well, Peter said, humble yourself. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up, right, in due time. That will mean so much more if you recognize who is writing this, this, this book in 1 Peter. Well, Peter was writing this. Peter was the one who was in the boat with all the other disciples and had the audacity to believe that he could get out of the boat and walk toward Jesus on water which he did. <laughs> he was walking on water, and when he saw the wind and the waves begin to crash, the anxiety took over, and he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he started to sink. And then what did Jesus do? You know, Jesus didn't go, hey, you're no good, you faithless guy. No, he didn't do that. Jesus reached out his hand, humble yourselves under his mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time when you go before God in prayer. See, if you're sinking, Perhaps the problem isn't that you're sinking. The problem is you're not reaching out to his hand that is there for you. If you reach out to him, he will lift you up in due time. In fact, I want to give you a little secret, okay? When we sing a song at church for some of us, you, you might reach up a hand or two, right? Maybe that's, that's, that's not how you worship or anything, but you see people do that, and, and maybe you are one of those people that, that do that. Well, my question is, what do lifted hands symbolize? Here's what they symbolize. They symbolize victory or they symbolize surrender. I believe that they symbolize both at the same time. The moment that we surrender, we will experience a victory that God is with us, that he cares for us, that he's comforting us, right? That he's strengthening us, that he is with us. So what do we need to do? If you're battling with anxiety, there's a cycle because there's always a cycle, right? But the cycle looks like this. 
What do you do? That's the question. You feel anxious. You feel weight. You feel an angst. You might feel that dreaded word, dread, right? You feel worried. So you try to do what I try to do. You try to take control. You know, I'll make this happen. I'll get it in shape. I'll fix it. I'll control that. You try to take control. The problem is the more you try to take control, the more we fear losing control. And the more we fear losing control, the more we try to control. And the more we try to control, the more anxiety we start to feel. And it's this this dreaded cycle, right? So what do we need to do? When we start to enter into the anxiety cycle, we need to break the cycle. We need to shatter that cycle. So how do we break the cycle? We recognize this truth. We internalize it, we embrace it, we live it, we let it sink into our souls, we let it heal our minds, we let it bring comfort to us. So what do we do? We recognize the truth that you don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. Okay, let me say that again. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. You can't fix everything. You can't change everything. Medicine won't always fix it. Counseling won't always fix it. Changing of circumstances won't always fix it. We can't always fix everything, but we can surrender anything that is a burden to our God. We can take it to God. I want to do a little something different with this podcast, okay? Uh, I want you guys right now, if you can, if you're driving, you can maybe just kind of listen in and, and think about this, but I want you to prepare to take what is weighing on you in the only way you know how, okay? Let your needs be known to God, okay? Present your request to God. And if you're driving right now, just 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 holler them out to him. Or, or if you're in a moment where you can just take a moment and pray, do that, you know? And, and as you're doing that, I want you to ask yourself, what, what are we kind of doing here, okay? Well, we're going to humble ourselves. We are going to God for, 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 to help, you know, by humbling ourselves. So therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, I want you to call all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You see, that word cast, it means to throw. It means to release. It means to surrender. It means to let go. In other words, God, you are sovereign. God, you are always good. God, your ways are perfect. Your ways are higher. God, you're working in all things to bring about good to those who love you, God. And all are called according to your purpose. We believe, God, that that no weapon formed against us will prosper. God, we believe that the devil is a liar. We believe, God, that you are going before us and working in us. God, we cast our cares upon you. So what's weighing on you? What burden are you carrying? What are you anxious about? Is it your future, your job, your finances, your marriages? Wondering if you're ever gonna get married? Maybe your children, what they're doing? Maybe it's what other people think about you. Maybe you have aging parents. Maybe it's your health. Or like me, you're worried that you just don't think you can just keep on going. Anxiety. It's a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition, we let our needs be known. We present our request to God and the peace from heaven, the peace of God. It's not your peace. It's not a peace from this world. It's not something that this world gives. Therefore, this world can can take it away. This is a peace of God that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's what I want to do different today. 
I'd like for all of you that are listening, in a, in a way symbolizing surrender and victory, would you just kind of um, take a moment, and if you can, lift your hands to God. Lift your hands to God in that, in that victory for, surrender formation. But I want you to listen to the words of this song that we're going to play this morning. And, and as you are listening and singing with every bit of faith with your soul, I would love for you to just kind of to just take take a moment to just think about God and just give everything to God and just let God take over for a moment. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope of no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains And my orphan heart was given a name my morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance When death was arrested and my life began Oh, your grace so free washes over me You have made Chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and he called me. Rejoiced as though heaven had lost But then Jesus
Let's take a moment and pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for the time that we get to just honor you and, and just listen to your words through this song. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, that death was arrested and that we can cast our anxieties upon you. So Father, thank you so much uh, for this song. Thank you so much for your words today. Amen. That concludes another Venture Podcast. Join us next week as we continue our series. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.